0: Hello and welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. I'm Tony Clark, your host, and today I have the privilege of having Jeff Senior on the program. Now, Jeff is a Hollywood stunt pilot. He's an award-winning singer-songwriter. He's also an author, and we'll talk about that in a bit as well. Now, Jeff's new song, Angels Watching Over Me, climbs to number 16 on mainstream global rock airplay chart. He also has a new book titled, Life Lessons from Seven Miles High. The View That Captured My Heart. Jeff is known as the pilot by day and rocker by night. And Jeff, without further ado, thank you so much for being on the program.
1: Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me and uh, all your listeners as well. It's an honor.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you. And, you know, Jeff, I've had a number of musicians on the program in the past, but I, I don't think I've ever had a pilot, much less a pilot, and a musician at the same time. Um, and I want to talk about both of those careers, but if you don't mind, let's start with a new song that's out. Angels watching over me. What's the, uh, tell me how, how did this song get started? How did it, um, what's the genesis of it? Uh, building the song, creating the song. Tell me a little bit more about this song.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, aviation has inspired a lot of my writing and music, uh, I, in the book, I talk about the perspective you know aviation gives gives us to life. You know, perched seven miles over the planet, cruising along at six hundred miles an hour gives you a lot different vantage point and perspective of, of the world. And so, it's inspired a lot of music. And uh, I believe there are angels. Uh, the Bible talks about angels and and God's angels, and they I think they're like His. For lack of better words, his servants that go out there and do great things—you know, miraculous uh, feats and things like that—and then I also think there's angels, there's living angels here, metaphorically on, on Earth. Uh, you know, those heroes that we talk about, the the people that, like our veterans, as an example, our fire, our first responders, the people that that are willing to go into you know, basically put others before self and go into harm's way. When the crowd's running this way, they're going into the, into the fire. And those are unique people. Uh, And to me, in my mind, they're, they're like angels that that are living angels. So that's kind of what inspired the song, you know, heavenly angels and our living angels here and, and angels watching over, watching over me, you know, and many times in my life, I believe, they protected me and kept me out of harm's way, and maybe even you know from death as well. So that's kind of what inspired the song.
0: And I think I was listening to one of your interviews as well. You kind of tie in um, the song to this as well. I think uh, you you are a you are a, a videographer, but you fly planes, right? And and you film other aircraft, and you filmed uh, you've been a part of Hollywood movies filming from the air can you talk about Mm -hmm. that a little bit we'll tie it back into to the song yeah
1: yeah i was a a young guy i learned to fly at Van Nuys airport in california it's a uh, pretty infamous place a lot of movie stars there celebrities that that charter corporate jets out of there it's kind of the hub of corporate aviation or one of them and as a young guy i got my learjet uh type rating i i grew up was mentored by a a gentleman out there, Clay Lacey, who owns Clay Lacey Aviation. He was kind of an aviation hero and he was in the movie film business. And so I kind of learned the trade through him and then eventually actually went on to compete against him. And I met a guy that was a five-time Academy Award winner uh, for uh, camera designs in Hollywood. His name was Bob Netman. And he was inventing a, a new camera system to be housed in a Learjet. Uh, and a Learjet's like a fighter. It's very maneuverable, it's fast, it's powerful. It's basically like a fighter. And it's so Vector Vision, which he designed, is a periscope system. Picture a periscope going through the belly. And then there's also one that goes through the roof. It pans 360 degrees. So it's a little turret out the bottom of the airplane and the guy, the videographer in the back of the plane operates it with joysticks. And as the pilot, I'm the dolly driver. So I basically, uh, I'm the God's eye view in the sky. So if this is our subject plane, I can cross over in front of them. I can cross behind them. I can create motion by going around them. and, And then they edit that all together for commercials or movies and things like that. So that's that's what I did and uh, got into Screen Actors Guild. Uh, I talk about in the book you know kindness and being polite and professional and whatever it is you do will open a lot of doors for you and I was just this young guy and kind and did as, as hard work as best I could and and producers and film produ- you know people opened up doors for me and uh and one day you wake up and you're like oh i'm working on true lies you know that's kind of cool <laughs> so but uh, so dreams do come true
0: now did you have i uh, i think maybe an inspiration or one of the inspirations for the song was you had a possible um cataclysmic possible cataclysmic experience with flying uh close to a 747 is that correct
1: I did, yeah, you did your homework um yeah, and i i I tell that story because that that to me there are miracles, there are angels that, and for whatever reason, in that particular situation i was I was you know saved and and uh, you know from from peril, we were filming a seven forty seven for a commercial uh doesn't matter who it was for but 747 to put it into perspective they weigh when they're grossed out with fuel it's it's about close to a million pounds of aircraft It's a lot of metal it's like a flying city. when you pull up next to it in flight it's that wingtip is right out your window and it is it's like it's kind of awe-inspiring to see that big of a machine flying through the sky with uh, and you you're a few feet away from it. It it can be formation flying, especially with a large aircraft like that, can be very dangerous if you're in the wrong spot. And so we brief extensively on the ground to make sure the flight is safe and sound and everybody understands I'm going to be here, you're going to be there. It's it's a, bit, a lot of protocol involved. And this one particular time, we used to do a shot where we would we would be straight and level and we'd have them drive under us like like this. And then we'd aim the camera back. So you'd get this shot of his nose coming into frame and then he'd disappear. And this one particular time, he, for whatever reason, he, I, I, I brought him through, I called him in. Okay, we're ready. Come on through. And I've had this kind of eerie feeling and even felt my plane almost kind of like pulled down slightly. So you're kind of pulling like Okay, where are you? You know, you're talking to him, and I'm I'm right under you, and he, and there was kind of this eerie silence, and then out of the, our right side, his tail goes by our window, and so by the grace of God, we we missed, and and it's it's not the second guess him. We can make mistakes. We're human, and. You know, he basically miscalculated. It's a big airplane, so flying it in formation is tough. And so there was <laughs> – there as he went by, we're like, okay, I got you in sight. And so in, in my airplane, we've got a, myself, the pilot, a co-pilot. There's a, a, a videographer. There's a camera tech in the back, and there was dead silence. There, it was <laughs> – no one – no one knew what to say, and because everybody knew that that was a close call, and so with that said, uh, it it was as the captain, as the piling command, I had to kind of be as best I could be composed. I couldn't show fear. I couldn't show that I was, you know, my. I think my my legs were almost shaking. It was that scary because you realize that you were seconds. A possibility of of being killed. If we had hit, it would have been fatal. And so you just realize that in that moment, I said, "God, thank you for saving us." You know that that you chose to keep us, and and I guess He felt I had a lot more to do on this earth, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, those angels were definitely working overtime that day and and from that we learned a valuable lesson and i i figured out another way to get that same shot where i flew over them and we reverse print the film or the video and and it achieves the same shot without risking everybody in flight on it so you learn from mistakes you know and you move on no matter how many hours you have in aviation it can bite you. You just never take it for granted that that's, you know, it's, it's very safe. It's always, it's very, it's less risky than your car on the freeway. However, there things can happen. And and we learn from those mistakes, you know, and move on.
0: Well, you're definitely gifted in many areas and it's obvious. And you've, you've, you've obviously practiced at those gifts as well. Now the angels watching over me, that song, just listening to it, I get the the feeling of kind of kind of some influences within that song. I and the opening, I kind of get an influence of the Who, and yeah. also kind of kind of a Be- Beatlesque feel throughout it, and also a symphonic yeah. feel. Uh, talk uh, about that song, just the the structure, the the creation of the music, uh, the writing for that song.
1: Most of my music starts uh, with an acoustic guitar and a vocal and writing down notes on a sheet of paper, that's where it all starts, it's so organic. Uh, when I go into a producer now, th- this that song we produced with Jeremy Parker, who's a platinum record producer, and then Ted Mason was a co-producer, he's with Universal. And we, it, you know, it literally starts with sitting down with those guys and playing your guitar and singing. And you go, and they go, and you'll go maybe through 10 songs or 20, and they go, yeah, that one's kind of cool, or this one, nah, oh, that one, that's a good one. Let's pick, you know, so you weed them out, and and then you get with the band, and you rehearse it. You try to rehearse it as much as possible before you get in the studio, otherwise you just waste a bunch of time. We're not uber wealthy where we can go in there and burn up six months of studio time and, and, uh, and, and write the whole song, so we go in prepared. And then the producer steps in and puts his input into it. So and what's cool is the creativity of, hey, let's try a drums this way. Let's try this vocal this way. Let's sing this melody rather than this melody. Let' oh let's put some strings in here. Let's put some orchestral and and you're right, my my influences were the Beatles, the you know, a lot of those old bands, as a kid, I listened to the Beatles. They're they were instrumental in me inspiring me to learn to play a guitar. So so yeah, you're right. There's a lot of probably influences stuck in there that, that I don't even realize. It just comes out. <laughs> so
0: I'm curious, Jeff. Um did you get interested in aviation first or music first?
1: Uh probably Aviation. Uh, my dad was a private pilot, kind of a thrill seeker, fun guy. Loved to have, loved to live life and have fun, and and so I think he kind of lived vicariously through me, and you know, but he took me in a lot of these adventures. You know, he was a private pilot. My first ride was in a Piper Cub with him. I think I was five five years old. I was in a car seat, you know, and, uh, and, and then, you know, my dad took me scuba diving, surfing, you know, um, skiing, you know, you name it. He just, we tried it all, but aviation was one of the, the things that really stuck in my mind. And, you know, by the time I was about nine, I was literally, I was able to barely see over the dash of the plane and my dad would let me fly. And so I had the bug at a young age my mom was a violin player. She was a musician, uh, actress. Uh, she actually was in a movie with Cary Grant in Hollywood. And, and so mom had the music gene that I got. And, and so probably about eight years old, nine years old, I, I wanted to play guitar. And uh, part of my story is that along the way of this journey of life, no matter what your dreams are, you're going to have people kind of put the, uh, the, uh, the naysayer on you. They'll try to, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or what do you, what are you thinking? You know, what, you know, you're, oh, you got small hands. You, I, you probably shouldn't play guitar. You know, you wear contact lenses. You probably won't ever be a pilot. You know, that's our, that seems to be our world. And, and my story is literally one of some of that. And I just said, I don't care what people say. I'm going to, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna figure it out. And if I had listened to the world, I wouldn't have accomplished probably any of these things. So you just, God gives gives us gifts and you go on with them and, and you don't stop along the way. And you fail as well along the way, we make mistakes, we fail, we pick ourselves up and move on.
0: Jeff, that seems like great inspiration, especially for, for folks that are younger. Uh, that are struggling with a lot of things that they're, they're going through and, and that's great inspiration. They maybe have been told that they can't do this or that uh, because of those limitations. But uh, again, that's just speaking into their lives and and giving them encouragement to to keep at it. Yeah.
1: I love inspiring, especially our youth. I like training uh, new pilots as well, coming up in the business and, and uh, you know, I, I, if you look at the most i tell them this you know if you look at the most successful people on the on the planet if you really study them whoever it is is your hero they probably failed many times along the way they we see them as this ultimate hero or whoever that is or whether it's a celebrity or an athlete or or whatever but you know they it took them many many years you know they say, what's the 10,000 hour rule they say it takes about 10,000 hours to be to be really good at something and and we seem to live in a world today of you know it's instant gratification it's a participation trophy it's oh you get a trophy for showing up well that's i don't think it's teaching our youth that you know you yeah you might be good at that but you still have to work hard at it and you're going to you're going to lose sometimes it's okay don't worry about it move on <laughs> you know um, i mean i went to a I went to an Air Force recruiter in college. I was a young guy and wanted to fly fighters and and he asked me, you know, do you have what what's your vision like? And I said, well, I wear contact lenses and and uh, correctable to perfect vision, but I I wear lenses. He says, "Oh, you can't be a fighter pilot. Forget it." And I remember him saying, "You can you can be a navigator in the back seat." And I'm like, "I don't want to be a navigator. I want to fly the plane." And and I as discouraged as i was i i was determined at that point somehow some way i'm going to i'm going to fly airplanes and i just went the civilian route and i had to work different jobs and i talk in the book about you know i worked fast food i swept floors i you know delivered parts i i worked construction i did whatever it took to to you know buy a few hours of flying to build my time and I didn't have wealthy parents, so you just you do what you got to do, and but in the end, you're grateful for you know what you have and what you accomplished. I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Jeff, don't you also fly helicopters as well as Lear jets? I, I,
1: I do. Yeah, that's one of my. F- I love helicopters. They're fun. Uh, I got into helicopters a company. I flew out of Burbank uh, doing the movie work. They had four helicopters, so every chance I got I would uh I bug I'd bug the guys. A lot of times they'd drop a passenger off on a building downtown LA and and so I I'd, I'd ride along and on the way back they'd kinda of teach me and give me instruction. And over time I built up enough hours to start working on my license and and I bugged my boss for several years at the time to You know, hey, if if you get me rated in this helicopter, you know I could help you out. No, we're fine, we're fine. And and one day he finally decided, like, okay, let's get you rated in the thing. And so that just added more adventures. I uh, ended up flying Channel Nine News in L.A. and flying the Department of Justice around, you know, chasing bad guys in L.A. and (laughs) all kinds of, you know, or or wedding proposals or landing in a field somewhere or, or a mountaintop and just all kinds of super fun things. I, I did a lot of the SpaceX, uh, parachute test testing out, at, uh, in thermal and Daggett. And, uh, you know, where they drop the, the big payload out of a C-130 and we'd film it going down, the big chutes would open and we'd be next to it filming it. So, I've I've uh, had some great adventures in helicopters, and and now I fly them uh, around Arizona. I fly for a company out of Scottsdale called H Five Helicopters, and we do Sedona, Grand Canyon, you know, Arizona tours. Absolute gorgeous bucket list trips where people are in their first helicopter ride. and You're flying them through a deep canyon in Sedona, surrounded by trees and mountains, and. And there's, it's just ooh and ah, hours of oohs and ahs. And uh, so I, I love doing that.
0: Yeah, it, you know, I, sometimes I'll sit on my deck like in the mornings and I, I watch these. Uh, we're probably about five miles out from the airport. But I'll see these FedEx planes come in and, and private jets take off and so forth. And it, it's, it's, it's been a while since I've flown, but it, I'm thinking it's got to be amazing to be in that pilot position where you can take off from one location and fly a thousand miles or three thousand miles the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. And it it yeah. seems like such freedom to have that gift and, and hone that gift as a pilot, uh to just to be able to do that. Not many there are very few people on the face of the earth percentage wise that have that ability.
1: Well, and I think uh I think most people could learn to fly. It's just the effort they got to put in to get there. And to be a professional pilot, it takes a few years of dedication to, to get there. And a lot of, maybe a lot of people just go, "Oh, that's not for me. I think most of us as pilots that are professionals, it's a passion. It's part of our soul, you know, as is music. You know uh, my wife has told me, Oh, you'd probably go sit on a street corner and play for free. Yeah, I probably would. That's because that's the passion and the love I had for it, just like like aviation. And, yeah, it's, it's such a, you know, a thrill to be at the controls of an airplane. Be, I love the filming. I love the helicopter. I, I love taking the passengers. I did at Southwest Airlines for years. All the you know, when you think about all, all the emotions, you know, they were going to parties. They were going to weddings. They were going to funerals. They were going to vacations, holidays. I mean you name it every every form of emotion probably humanly possible was sitting in the back of your plane at some point and you were taking them somewhere you know and 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 that was that was always very meaningful to me you know to and to interact with with the people and have the skill set to be able to to do that for them you know and it, I used to get a kick out of the the people that would get on, you know, we live in a pretty impatient world today. They'd get on the plane and go, well, you know, I'm kind of mad because the Internet's not working, you know, and, and and I used to love to remind them that, you know, I, I get that, that that frustrates you, but you might look at it this way. I'm going to strap you in that chair and we're going to go 600 miles an hour through the sky, seven miles above the Earth. And, and you're in the upper atmosphere of, of planet Earth. And you're going to – and in two hours, I'm going to deliver you safely that probably would have taken a year, a covered wagon. And, you know, it, it and, and it's safer, much safer. And you might even open your window shade and, and look at a view that the Wright brothers would have given anything to witness. And it's perspective. And when you put people in – when you give them perspective, usually they'll go, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I – So it's, we get so, you know, I, I still marvel at it. I sit in the airplane and I, and I wonder why has everybody got their shade up? They're not even looking outside. They're all on their iPads, you know, I mean, where this beautiful world is out there, you know, that they can gaze on. And it's, so it's interesting to watch (laughs) sometimes.
0: Now, do you talk about this in your book, Life Lessons from Seven Miles High, The View That Captured My Heart? Uh, Do you speak Do you talk about these? Do you write about these things?
1: Absolutely. Yep. A lot of these stories are in there. Uh, A lot of the people I've flown, uh, a lot of movie stars, a lot of celebrities. Um, And I, you know, some of the lessons I learned from them, they're just people. They're just regular people. They have the same ups and downs of life that you and I do. And uh we tend to put them on a pedestal, but they have, you know, you can be a multi-billionaire if you don't have your health, if you don't have loved ones in your life, and that the basic things that that God wants us to have. That it, it doesn't matter how much money or fame you have, and uh, um, you know there has to be something in here that, it, and if that's missing, there no amount of money is going to matter. So.
0: So again, a, a great book. I encourage folks that are listening. We'll provide the links. I'll provide the links below the video to order the book. And also, let's let's circle back, um, Jeff. If it's good for you, to the song "Angels Watching Over Me." Now, is is this uh, single? Is this part of a larger album?
1: Yes, we're going to release. Uh, uh the whole album there's another single coming out here in about a month and then and then they're working on the whole album within a few months so yes that that is uh an answer to your question in the works and on its way so
0: absolutely now is is uh talk about your band you've got a a a band called cts or called to serve can you tell the audience a little bit about your band
1: Yeah, I started CTS uh, about 2001. It's been a a while. And uh, I originally, I've been in in music my whole life, but I started CTS um, while I was on a worship team at a church in Phoenix here. And I met the original guys and we said, hey, we should put together a little band. I I started writing music about then. Um, And it was so addictive to me to write Music and and start creating like that rather than just doing all covers and so we we wanted to do we started out kind of in church venues and then we wanted to do something you know put our something bigger than ourselves with for our music you know so everything I wrote was pretty inspirational a good a good message a good story family friendly so kids could hear it and. We ended up playing, a, I'm very patriotic, I didn't serve, but I'm very patriotic to our country, and so I wrote a couple songs that were on the patriotic genre, and and that opened up doors. We ended up you know, playing at a lot of veteran-type events, first responders. Um, we ended up playing in the Pentagon, Pearl Harbor. Uh, we've been on the USS Missouri in Pearl Harbor. We've been in Uh, The USS Midway in San Diego, we actually did a put on a concert for the oldest Pearl Harbor survivor, Ray Chavez. He was one hundred and five or he's turning one hundred and five at the time. And uh, I met him at uh, at, at, uh, Pearl Harbor Day in uh, in Pearl Harbor. And then we got to know Ray. He was one hundred and four. Turning 105 the next next year, and we said we should put on a concert for Ray. So we got put it all together on the USS Midway, and but those kind of shows are what we kind of came became about. And then we put together a show called the Freedom Rock Experience to have high school age students and orchestras on stage with us. So we had our music scored. Uh, we can put 150 200 kids on stage. It's like classical meets rock and and the and the message of the show is about inspiring these kids. Exactly what we're talking about. You know, living your dreams, working hard. And and so those are those are really fun. We're gonna get back into that. COVID hit and kind of put a stop to it, but we're we're getting ready to to you know, get that going again. And then the guys in the band, all great guys. They're not original members, but the guys that the core we have now, they're just, they're like brothers or family, you know, uh, Joe McGinnity is our drummer. Um, Jerry Newsom's our bass player slash keyboard slash vocalist. Uh, and then Dylan Elliott, he's our, he's our baby. He's like 25 in, in, (laughs) in the, in the group. And, uh, he's our lead guitar player, all super talented professional guys. And, but we have a great time when we travel together. We all get along. And, uh, yeah, just good guys.
0: Uh, they probably get cheap tickets, right, as well, since you're like a pilot? Well,
1: yeah. I I mean, I can go standby, believe it or not. I get I get lifetime benefits on Southwest. But, you know, the loads are so packed, we just buy tickets. It's, I, like, I actually like just kind of being a real person on the plane, not a <laughs> – <laughs> not a re- not an employee or, or whatever. And plus, we carry our guitars and everything that go the entourage that goes with it. As far as all the, not a lot of equipment, but you know, there's it's not all carry on. So we just buy a ticket. It's easier.
0: <laughs> I'm curious, Jeff, as a as an experienced veteran pilot, do you ever, when you're flying, uh, do you ever critique the the pilot?
1: No, I unless it's real bad, but, you know, I mean, the, the professionalism out there of the, of the pilot group is pretty amazing. I never worry about it. Those guys are, and gals, a lot of women in it as well. They're, they do a great job. And sometimes the landing prangs on the ground and, you know, you hear the comments in the back and, you know, it's just, not every landing is the same. And sometimes, sometimes we, we praying went on. It just is what it is. You know, I, I tell people it's the last two inches that all it takes is a wind gust or whatever that can cause it to go a little bit. And, and I always tell people, it's not all about the landing, you know, go next time you fly on a plane, go up to your pilots and go, Hey, nice. You guys, nice bank turn out of Phoenix. That was amazing. You know? <laughs> and so see what they say
0: amazing and again i'm i'm just I'm blown away that you've got God's given you the talent and of course you you've honed those skills over the years to to do many things as an author as a musician, and as a pilot Jeff, if someone wants to support what you do if they want to hear more about your music, angels watching over me, they want to order your book um how would they do that
1: uh probably the easiest way is. Our, we have our website. It's uh, ctsmusic.com. Uh, the the book link to Amazon is on there. Uh, the link to any of the music, there's videos. But you can also search my name, Jeff Senior. It's S E N O U uh, R. You can Google it or go on YouTube. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all of the above. Just search Jeff Senior. Or Jeff Senior and CTS that comes up as well, and uh, and then the book. I uh, if they want an autograph, a lot of people really like paper. I've been amazed at the book. It's it's on Kindle, but a lot of people they just love to have a book in hand, and it's been pretty impressive. A lot of people have bought the book for their their uh, like their teenage son or their teenage daughter uh, because people will read it and go. Oh, This is pretty inspirational. I'd like my son to read this. And so they'll get a book. And a lot of times they want an autographed copy. So I'll mail them out one of those. But they can go on on our website, ctsmusic.com. It's a good way to go.
0: Again, I'll put the link below the video. But Jeff, what's on your upcoming agenda? What's on your calendar?
1: A week from now, uh, July 16th, we're at the Madison Performing Arts Center in Phoenix. It's a beautiful venue. Uh, It's for the Arizona Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so they're inducting two bands into it, not ours, but uh, Michael Bruce, who's a friend of mine. He was Alice Cooper's guitar player and wrote a lot of Alice Cooper's music and – so we're, we're going to play with him. And then there's another band locally here called Mogion that's been around for, I mean, decades and the lead singer passed away. So they're inducting Mogion into the rock and roll hall of fame, but they're having CTS come in and we're, we're actually going to play angels walking over me and dedicate it to Dwayne, who was, who was the lead singer that, that we lost. So, so we get to perform our, I think, uh, Angels and one, my song One Life. We're going to play just as a dedication to Dwayne. And, and then we're going to jam at the end with Michael Bruce uh, to Schools Out. He wrote Schools Out. <laughs> so, so that'll be fun. Yeah. And then we got that. And then uh, Soul Fest is August uh, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. You can check out thesoulfest.com. And it's, uh, it, all the information's on there. And so that, that's in the immediate future, what we got going on.
0: Well, again, I just encourage the listeners or the watchers of this interview to go ahead and, and check out that song angels watching over me. It's an extremely well-played. It's a well-produced single. Uh, and I can't wait for the entire album to come out. I'll certainly have that on my agenda to make a purchase, but, uh, jeffson you um, uh, I I can't thank you enough for being on, and I've enjoyed hearing about what you do,
1: Tony. I can't thank you enough, and your viewers, and it's it's a complete honor, and I just uh, I I just can't thank you enough. I really appreciate your time, and and uh, hopefully together we can go out and inspire your listeners to go go live your dreams go live this life it's a great gift every day is a gift every day you wake up do your do your pre-flight plan your destination and where you're going and what you're doing leave your you know take your life off of autopilot and make something don't ever let people discourage you and stop you and hopefully we accomplish that with your listeners
0: certainly sound advice and we will conclude and until next time